1: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
2: Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if
0: there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and
3: Such. Your one-stop destination for footy news and such.
2: Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Well, yes, Footy Prime's news and such. The end of a... Wonderful week. Crazy week in the football world, and it's about to get crazier. Sharman here, Wong is here, Brennan, Forrest, Dunlop. Um, I tell you, Thursday, fellas, was nuts. Huge win for Everton. They're now safe in the Premier League, unlike the fan who goaded Patrick Vieira. We'll get to that later today. Um, but as I mentioned, it's a final weekend of domestic European football, and each of us will, will tell what storylines are top of our sticky notes this weekend. We'll have footy picks. Speaking of which, everyone, it's a brave new world in sports and sports gambling across Ontario. And we have taken full advantage because we're all just mercenaries here on Footy Prime. But seriously, as you know, we partnered with Torstar and the brand new Northstar Bets. Now, we're not ones for corporate spiel, but we did think there's real interest in this brave new world. So we thought we'd invite someone onto the show to explain what all this means. Dante Anderson has a really cool name. He's also video marketing for Northstar Gaming. Dante, welcome to Fody Prime. You're a brave man. Thank you for having me here. All right. So, so football, soccer, and gambling, betting, they've been together forever. As Rick Astley once said, how important is it to the success of not just Northstar, but for, for betting in general in this part of Canada?
4: Well, I mean, like you said, it's, it's a huge part of, of the industry. Um, you know, I, I, think, especially now, as we look ahead to, you know, what's going on in, in Europe, uh, premier league coming up, uh, to a conclusion, we've got world cup around the corner, the excitement's building, especially in Canada with team Canada, um, making it through, uh, it's, uh, it's just totally woven into the fabric of, uh, of this industry. And um, you know we're really excited to see the momentum pick up over the next couple of uh, couple of months as we lead up to the uh, uh, the World Cup, the big the big show.
3: Dante, you uh, you do have a great name. You sound like it could be a fullback. I think if uh, if Jimmy saw a young player named Dante Anderson coming around, I think he's he's given a look a little earlier than some of the others. I
5: would I would
4: wear, I would wear his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did used to play football, so you know I've got uh, I've got some of that in my blood. <laughs>
3: Okay, okay. So has that carried over then into your love of gaming with football? Is there is there one league that, uh, that you've tracked more than the others or from a professional perspective, the action that you enjoy tracking maybe more than others?
4: Well, you know what? I have to admit I am I'm I'm more of an esports fan than uh, than anything else. So it's a little bit off the uh, the beaten path, but uh it's uh it's right up there with the best of the best as far as I'm concerned.
6: Hey, Dante, let me ask you something about, uh, you know, European football, soccer uh, and gambling in uh, in North America. Uh, is it true that for you guys and a company in gambling, uh, that the time change, the time zone being what it is in the morning on the Saturdays in Eastern Canada, uh, uh, nothing else really going on in, in North America at that time?
4: Does that help uh, your business? Yeah, absolutely. It does. I mean, betting doesn't stop. Uh, it is a, a global uh, phenomenon uh, in terms of, you know, betting opportunities for many of us. I'm sure you can recall during the, uh, the pandemic uh, when uh, there weren't a whole lot of sports available. Uh, there were some really, really obscure things coming out of the woodwork uh, and, uh, and, and betting happens all the time.
3: That Belarusian Premier League just made a killing the whole world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thousands of millions of rubles on the Belarusian Premier League. Absolutely.
5: Dante, uh, yeah, no, I've I've got a question as well. And it's, you know, for those individuals that that are just getting into betting and online and and want a better understanding, especially for myself as well. You know, I've, I've always enjoyed having a little bet here and there, but with these apps and everything now today, how easy is it to use
4: for just the, the average guy that's getting, getting used to this and just first timers? I mean, to be honest, it, it varies. Uh, there are some books that make it very easy uh, and some books that are a lot more intimidating. Uh, I mean, one of the big focuses in the industry is, is just educating people, making it easy to place your first bet. Um, not overcomplicating it, removing those intimidation barriers. Uh, you know, I I always uh, um, relate it to like going to the horse track, you know, like for an average person going to the horse track, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, and, and that can be the case a lot of the time with sports betting too. Uh, one of the things about our book is, you know, we've really made an effort to build this thing from the ground up. Uh, and put the customer first in terms of the design of our interface. It is as simple as you need it to be for the average player and as advanced as you need it to be for, for the more um, uh, advanced player and the more avid better.
0: So I guess my question then is that's one benefit. What are some other benefits of Star Bets? Why Northstar Bets? I've been inundated with all kinds of spots across the board why Northstar Bets? I know for us, why Northstar Bets? We love Northstar Bets. <laughs> we love you too. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> why choose? And I, I know you just said the, the bar is a little, you know, it, it, it's straightforward and all because of the platform UX. What other reasons?
4: Well, I mean, like what I would say and start with is, is like we, we, we put this thing together um, from the ground up. Uh, it is, it is custom built. Uh, we really leaned into what Ontarians are looking for, and we really wanted to just bring the best of the best together in one platform. Uh, we are working with, uh, a sports book provider, uh, that offers world-class experiences. We are working with a casino provider that offers world-class casino experiences, uh, and live dealer experience. And. One of our really, really unique differentiators is that on our platform we have uh, this section called Sports Insights, and these aren't just run of the mill, basic, you know, stats and and whatnot. This is content written by a local team uh, that is part of Northstar Bets. These are sports experts and analysts that come from the industry with a a deep pedigree um, in analyzing sports. And they're pumping out real-time content every single day uh, to make the experience a lot more engaging for our users and, and to help help our players inform their bets. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in this industry for, for quite some time, and this is what players are looking for. It's it's one place to go for all your information, one click away from the bet. Uh, and And there are very few uh brands in this industry uh that are doing it uh the way that we are. So, you know, we're really, really proud to have that uh that distinct feature and make it easy.
2: So so Dante, for those listening right now who uh, you know, they, they respect what we do on Footy Prime so much. They listen to us and they're at the point now where they want to gamble and stake some money that we've recommended and advised them to do. Where do they go and where do they learn more about North Star
4: pets? so I, I would encourage your players to just get on the platform you know look around uh we we do have a special link set up for your fans uh footy.norstarbets.ca uh visit us there and uh and that's where they can uh, they can start their journey with us uh you know one of the things i would i would highlight and and you know for for your fans it, it is just Flooring, how many soccer bets we have available on Northstar Bets? We have. I, I was looking earlier today at the platform. We have seventy-three thousand soccer bets available. Uh, the experience to you know navigate it is is really easy. Uh, it's organized by country. You can find every single league you're looking for. And you know while we we tend to specialize in in hockey uh the number of soccer bets that we have this is like 20 times more than mm-hmm. any other sport that we offer so if you are looking for soccer this is the place to be you know you want to bet on the mm-hmm. premier league coming up that's great if you want to bet on something more obscure like if you guys have some ryan reynolds fans and they want to bet on rexham afc we've got that too uh and so you know it's 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 all there and it's it's all you know easy and sleek and simple to uh to to access dante can we get it up there as well that dunlop couldn't score a penalty
5: on me when the tenth shots because well, i would Don't like that met. can we get yeah, that great up great idea
3: want your to put that together yeah yes, we're going to
4: do a big, yes. big i i would stuff. encourage you i would encourage you to contact our customer service and and they will make a market for you. <laughs> i
5: i want that in there Dun Dunlop will not score a penalty on Jimmy Brennan.
3: Yeah, I want to see <laughs> those with ten sure. shots in that video. We got to do that. And Dante, can I just say? I don't know. I know you're the marketing guy, and if if uh, I don't know if this is you specifically, but uh, there's been a there's been a lot of commercials, and I tell you that Star Bet one is, is is the best is the best looking one. Right away, I'm like, uh, I was I was sucked into it. You know, well, I wasn't tuning out like some of the other ones. It's are uh, hey, making, making me
4: blush now. <laughs>
2: there's, there's some back. I saw a tweet, someone saying that Sportsnet were furious because uh, their, their betting commercials was broken up by hockey this week. And it drove them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's wall to wall right now. It's really uh, really changing it the whole it is. sports it, it, space. It really,
4: it really is. A, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a competitive landscape. Uh, you know, but but for the, the customer, like the the market going legal uh and the choices that they have available to them now, uh it it really has been a long time coming for this transformation to happen. Is there yes. in game yes. live
6: betting as well,
4: Dante? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you want parlays, props, in game live. Uh we've we've got it all. Well, Dante, uh good luck with everything. Um,
2: you know, our 30 picks segment. Every Friday, it's one of the most fun parts, I think, of our show. We're going to try and expand it in the coming weeks and months as well. So, thanks so much. Good luck. And uh, yeah,
4: let's make some money. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity.
2: Hey, Thank daunting. Anderson's Anderson, VP Marketing at Northstar Bets and Gaming. Um, all right, fellas. You know Craig, you're proud of me, actually. I put some money into my account and, uh, yep, yeah, and back in there, pal, with those $1 bets.
6: Oh yeah, well done. So how much did you put in your account? 20 bucks?
2: <laughs> no, but 50 in there. And,
5: oh, another uh, it's gonna 50. Last
6: me,
2: it's going to last me right, I think, through until the World Cup, ideally. I'm going to lean heavy on MLS this summer. And uh, I've got a few bucks maybe on uh, on this Sunday's action in, in the Premier League.
6: Because, my gonna, God. You're going to lose it all on snooker.
3: MLS, MLS is a tricky league to bet. And for the longest time, I it think is. that the handicappers didn't You know, they're not as sharp on the lines as they are uh, with the Premier League. When you look at the Premier League, you're probably not too surprised when you see Premier League lines, right? Like Chelsea against Crystal Palace, Chelsea minus 500. Rarely are you kind of stunned when you see the number. I think it just took the handicappers in Vegas in particular longer to figure out the swings in MLS, but also much like baseball, I think MLS is just a bit less predictable. You know, how many times do we see... The best team in the league will be at TFC in that twenty seventeen season. And you don't go until the eighty-fifth minute before they find that goal. Right. And I think that the the cappers have find it found it harder to learn to sharpen those lines. So there's a lot of value in MLS if you if you're on the right side of it.
2: Well, for example, today it's a TFC, DC United, both teams to score and a trying to win plus seven hundred. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty tempting, isn't it? Don't you think? Uh,
5: Seventy-three thousand
3: temptations dante just
2: told us buddy
5: hey let's let's just go back there dunlop because you got all the lingo and i don't know the lingo okay tell me the lines and the handicaps and what, what what are you talking about right now
3: so the the capper is someone who would set the line right so dante when dante joked that we should call customer service he's yeah. got a team of people and uh that you know set the line and they they come up with that number based off of couple of main things one how much action they think that they'll attract that also is why you look at england were the favorites against italy in the in the european championship final the reason being probably more so than the game itself was they knew they were going to attract a lot more money on england there's just much more english betters right yeah. so to protect themselves as a book they make that line a bit more expensive but it still has to be realistic in case england won right yeah. so um that's that's why there's a whole like team of cappers in, in setting that um and and why it's a, a big industry and when there's so but when there's so many books this is the cool thing is especially with in game with live in game betting you'll notice that that the line may look a little different because it's literally one person setting it so one person is watching Stoke and Brighton on the in game and changing that number or one person I should have given Everton as the example yeah. and Charmin, I would have loved to see when they're down 2-0 to Crystal Palace what oh, yeah. that Everton to win was. At that moment, because there was still so much time left in the game, it would have been, you know, a good number, but it might have only been plus seven hundred.
5: And when and when you bet and it varies during the game, is that right? It, the the line and will change during the line the game. will change. Now, but when you bet, that number that you bet at stays. You, is that correct?
3: You're locked in at that.
5: You're locked in at you can you on a,
2: occasion cash out. They might give you an option to cash out at a lesser amount depending on what's happening. And that's, that's where they get me, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 75 cents, oh, done.
3: Sharman is right. Uh, yes, to, uh, to, to complicate the education a little bit. Yes, cash out is definitely an option. But if you took, as soon as Crystal Palace scored that second and Everton to win, I don't know what the line was. I was watching Villa at the time, but let's say it was, it was plus 700. As the game went on, you locked in at that. As the game went on, before Everton scored the first one, that number would have grown because there was less time for them to score three goals to come back. So that's what makes in-game so intriguing, and I've been very lucky Arsenal used to do this all the time, um, back like I'm talking 12 years ago, charms when we were doing, when we were doing the the footy show and on hardcore sports radio. I loved when Arsenal conceded um, at some point in the second half because they were they had a great chance to to come back and, and win and uh, I've got quite a few
2: great stories, but we all have some good good beats.
5: Okay so I'm Speaking down with the linko now. I'm yeah, down with the lingo. Well, well, be education
2: will, will continue e- each week. But speaking of Everton, uh, another pitch invasion. Lots of pitch invasions this past week. They're back in Vogue, boys, and they're not going down very well. We spoke about Billy Sharp on the last podcast. Um, did you see Patrick Vieira having a go at that idiot who got in his face and just scythed him down? I mean, all joking aside, I know the FA's come out today with a, with a statement admonishing it and saying it cannot continue. All joking aside, I mean, this. at some point, something very bad is going to happen. They've got to learn to control this. I understand the emotion. Goodison Park was crazy this week. I get that. But you can't have drunken fans around these footballers and their coaches in, in those numbers. It's just way for something bad to happen. Mm. I agree. It's
6: something that's got to be sorted out really quickly. It is illegal to enter the field of play. Like it, it is a crime. So, uh, but when you get so many numbers, it can't stop it. Uh, so how they're going to do that in the future. Uh, it's not something we've seen over the last few years. I don't know sure if the pandemic has played any part of this. Everybody's gone crazy, you know? Yeah, it has. Yeah. But we've seen it an awful lot. We saw it Nottingham as well and uh, some of the, Sheffield players were abused, um, coaches abused, uh, but it is a, a, a problem, and they're, they, they will address it, absolutely. They're going to they're gonna have to come down for, hard on this situation.
3: For those who uh, are big soccer fans and have been to MLS but have not been overseas, it, it, when I went for the first time, it was surprising that I couldn't take my beer from the concession into my seat, that you're only allowed to drink beer pre-match, right, in, in this, the concession stands, the ring around the, the stadium. Or, or at halftime, and everyone f- floods that line at halftime. And I'm like, What's the point of that? I, I barely get it before I have to go back to my seat. Like There's not enough time to get the beer and drink it in 12 minutes, but lots of people do. In South America and w- in any of these major international tournaments, including the European Championships, you cannot buy any alcoholic beer. Do you think in England maybe this is a step that they will take um, because it's been effective in other places to deter pitch invasions and other crowd violence?
2: I think um, if they did that in England, I think in England they would just drink heavier before the match at the pub. Yeah, it would still be a gong show. But I think in other it's, it's different in UK, right? It's different. It's just booze is part of the culture. Yeah, and sure, don't drink in your seats, but I think if they try and take it away from the concessions, uh, it's it's not going to go down well.
5: No, well that's why a lot of the games in big derby matches they play early, don't they? Mm-hmm. Early during the day so that the the pubs aren't open long. They're in there maybe for an hour, an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> then they've got to go to the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An hour and a so half, that, Jimmy.
3: You do a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. I went to the time where Derby. It was a noon local kickoff. Yeah, and um so we, yeah, we got to the Strawberry for maybe ten thirty. I think they were serving at ten thirty. Yeah. But
2: probably.
5: But it's, it, it's like what it's like what sax was saying. You know, if, if I'm a security guard and I'm there and I'm getting a couple bucks, you know, one or two guys come onto the pitch. Okay, yeah, we can stop them, but. When you got thousands rushing to the pitch, mm. I'm going to be going, yeah, no problem. Let's go ahead. Because <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I grab one guy, his buddies are going to start punching me to, to release him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to get my head kicked in to stop one guy when thousands are going onto the pitch. There's no way. So you can mm-hmm. see, even w- with the matches, you see the security guards just going, yeah, okay, go. See you later. They can't yeah, do much. It. It's not, not worth it. it at all.
6: They're going to have to uh, find the first man in.
0: well they always say in business the the first one through the door gets all the bullets right yeah so you know that they're they'll try and track that you know it's always that slow slow guy who's trying to run on to the field that is super fun to watch at any other game though that is I, i look i don't like when they they rush at the end of the game i like when they go on during the game and everyone's cheering when they're i know it I, that's just so a, the cameras pan away now, right? I know. I yeah, right. it could be a when you're here. at the when you're at the field though, it's sensational to watch. But you Remember know, it's a,
2: in the eighties, Erica her name was. She she streaked a couple of times in Rugby. Oh, games. that's right. Her name Make was Erica. Sure. Yeah. And she was famous for it. And she, I mean, this is nineteen eighties. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going here. I think there was a there was a woman. Uh, <laughs> sharp has got a poster on it on his yeah. wall. She signed. She wasn't as well kept as perhaps a Streaker would be in, in two thousand and twenty two. Is my point. She wasn't well kept. No, no, not not as well groomed. Ah, Those, oh yes, oh the pitch,
0: New York's right. New York pizza slice, the turf. Yeah, got it. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, the turf could have been a couple of inches shorter.
5: Oh, geez, no!
2: Oh, it did, didn't, didn't promote the champagne football the
5: <laughs> on promotion. Though, You're saying City wouldn't be able to play on it? No, they wouldn't. Yeah. Burnley would have loved it. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: she may have been the first naked woman I ever saw. <laughs> Possibly.
3: So hold on, were you at, this was at Anfield or this was no, at No, no, camp? no, Was at a
2: rugby game, Twickenham. Oh, rugby, excuse me. She did it a couple of times. You should Google her. She's actually quite well known in the UK. I, I don't know what year it was now, I can't remember, but it was a big deal at the time. I, I saw, uh,
3: I'm a big Cleveland Browns fan, as you guys know. Um, uh, embarrassingly, I've not yet been to Cleveland, the new stadium to see uh, the Browns. I know new, it's been around for over 20 years. But I did see the Cleveland Browns <laughs> in England at Twickenham. And that was incredible. That one of those NFL, you know, special games they do five a year in London. Now Tottenham st- Stadium's got them all, but uh, my experience of Twickenham was an NFL experience. Cool ground, cool place.
5: Oh yeah. How slow That's is true. the NFL when you see it live?
3: Honestly, guys, I think the NFL is the worst live experience. Yeah, without a doubt, it boggles my mind. The Worse people... than Jays? Worse than MLB? Yeah, because in baseball, man, as, as slow as like you might feel, baseball is it. It. Actually, isn't that slow in between the pitches, and it also is just easy enough to follow. You introduce like all of the commercial breaks, in addition to the uh, the the you know um, stoppages that just occur naturally in football, in American football, and it's it's so poor. Like, and I, and I realized that being around a bunch of English who were trying to follow and be as focused as they are in a real football match, where for forty five minutes, and this is a, the surprising thing, Wong, or like first time I went, I talked. Uh, last week about that West Ham story people were getting annoyed that I was like catching up with my buddy like no one is talking they're they're focused on the match and if they're speaking they're speaking only about the match the second you ask about someone's kids or travels shut up mate watch the game and in American football there's just so much time in between it's impossible not to get lost in that and then the game seems you're just constantly what happened here huh and there's just not enough markings. It's, I, I really don't think it's as easy or as enjoyable to follow.
0: That's interesting you say that because I just learned something. You know, I'm, I'm new to this sport as far as watching it. And I realized when I watch, Craig and I are big basketball fans, so, so are you, Denny. But it's one of these things where I can walk away and go get a glass of water, go to the loo, something like that. But I realize when I have that 46 and a half minutes, I don't want to leave watching a game like i now it's i feel like i have to stare at it has to be on the whole time a match i mean a match yeah that 46 and a half you know whatever the penalty or or time added all that kind of stuff i i sit there and i go okay i need to clear this 48 minutes for for a half and then i need to clear it on the second part too so in that 15 minute or 10 minute halftime i'm like bathroom (laughs) Throw the pizza in the oven. You know, all that kind of stuff. Because I don't want to miss anything where I feel like I know with baseball, hockey, and basketball, I could I feel like I can miss things. Mm.
6: Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. I think I think the there's no sport like it where you basically have commercial free Mm -hmm. television for 45 minutes straight.
2: Mm -hmm. NFL was essentially designed around TV as well, wasn't it? That's why it's so overproduced. Which is a shame. Mm -hmm. Because the game in its you know Roar's form is pretty great it's just ruined by like you said the stoppages continuous stoppages
5: yeah. doesn't i sense. do i do like watching it on tv though it's Honestly. on television it might be oh, the, yeah. it might be the best product on In- on sundays yeah, i love it love sitting there having a beer watching american Agreed. football i really enjoy it but they've but also live, done
3: bro. there's they have also done so much on tv though that help you follow so you're you're understanding everything and you can isolate right whereas when you're there live you're watching you know a full a full field um, your attention's on the quarterback, something's happening this way. You're, you're, you're not consuming and absorbing as much of the game as you are on television. And that's not just with descriptive commentary, but visually they've made the television product so good. This is what I, when I say I'm stunned, so many people still will fill 100,000 seat stadiums, 90,000 seat stadiums every single week, season tickets and as much as they can get because the television experience for football is so much better.
5: Well, what they do now though, to get people in the set, they do the blackout, don't they?
3: They've they've done that for a long time. Yeah, I know that sounds foreign to us here, but in American markets, um, yeah, if it's not
0: a sellout, it's not available locally.
5: Um,
0: so let me ask you one question. You just brought up something really interesting. B. They have brought. I've been watching the zone. They have brought new technology. Is there a technology other than VAR, but new stats things that you guys go, oh, that that's really helpful. The percentage thing, like that percentage ratio at the top. Is there anything that they brought on, you know, like like football has and made it really watchable at home or more watchable? Is anything stand out?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Boys, because they, they
0: have introduced things. I don't know if any of those things move the meter
2: for the, you guys. The virtu- no, it's, not, it's not new, but the virtual first line was always very handy.
0: Well, that's... For, but that's for football. I'm soccer. talking about for, for oh, soccer, soccer. Yeah.
2: Oh, um, Real football. Simple, right? The broadcasts have been uh, pretty simple.
0: They haven't changed no, I much. Know. But, well, they have brought in, remember when they, someone scores, then it'll go, oh, a tie will be this thing or yeah, know, yeah. at the top. Like, is Not, there anything that, that's changed?
3: I know what you're saying. And in the last, probably since the Premier League rebranded, I think they've been more aware to have more on the screen than just the time and the scoreboard. So, for example, a lot of people will, well, us in our industry, will wait for halftime to see the match stats, the halftime stats, so we can formulate some type of idea or or validate what we already thought, be it possession or a shot attempts or whatever it is. And sometimes that that board doesn't come up until the just the start of the second half. So, I don't know if you had this experience too, and you're waiting, you're like, do they not have the numbers? Like, give me the give me the damn numbers. And now they're starting to put that on the scoreboard, like in in the match, and they will. You know, there's someone is prompting Peter Drury or whoever the commentator is to make reference to in the last nine minutes, Arsenal have had 90% possession here, and I think that that's enhanced the viewing and that's enhanced my understanding when I'm sitting there giving it all 46 minutes. So yeah, I've noticed that.
2: Bump. Yeah, what I find what really has, has helped me enjoy soccer far more than ever before is is getting the graphic board, expected goals. You know, <laughs> just changed the way I watch football now. Oh, that they should have scored this number of goals. Perhaps yeah. they didn't. Perhaps they have, scored more. See, oh, the, I know it's important, but what a useless stat for the average fan. I don't yeah, care. Yeah.
5: It is. Useless. I just know
2: it get is. Expected. Expected.
5: I, th- I think they go over the top with it a little bit too much with the analytics. You know, um, when you're on the football side and you're, you're coaching, the, the numbers have got to make sense, right? So if you're at 60% possession opposed like to 30, why? Why is this? So you look at it and say, Okay, well, they're a team that wants to park the bus. They're waiting for a counter. So you don't expect them to have eighty percent.
6: Right? So no, the you, reason you being is up. you only added up to ninety. Yeah, well forty.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? None, and the other and the other ten percent was in the stance. Paul <laughs> <laughs> was out of play.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. We should get into that one, one day, um, in look time today, but into stats and, and jimmy you know, as a coach at the cpl level how much are you given yeah. you know because i mean there, there's obviously a place to them we're not dinosaurs here but i think the eye test also gets like criticized and diminished too much as well in this well, modern era you know if, I, if, I was, you need both
5: yeah i was speaking to a few people back in england as well and they're saying you know these guys that are coming in with the analytics they're they're killing the game they're killing the game because the best the best is the eye you have to see it and have an understanding of what's going on in the game and why, right? The analytics are great for the fan and they're going, oh yeah, well, they got 12 shots and 13% uh, percent possession, whatever it may be, right? It's good for the fans, but on the football side and when they start trying to buy players based on analytics, I'm not big on it. Um, you know, with Celtic, I had to go up there with, uh, with my pro license and uh, we were sitting down with the scouts. And what they do is they'll have a young guy will go out and he'll, he'll scout. Scout players. Then what they'll do is they'll come back and they'll look at it. Okay, look at his stats, and then in order to sign that, they have a senior scout who goes and he watches him. And if he watches him and he likes him, they sign him. Sign him mm-hmm. there. So it's always the eye makes the last decision, not the numbers.
3: Interesting point. Yeah, for those, uh, all of us have seen the players. You know, take their shirts off and they've got what looks like a sports bra right—that bib, yep. that tracking bib. Right now, there's a million. And those numbers that you, you get from that, the touches, the, you know, how much energy they have exerted in these runs, the miles, all of those things are hugely valuable for you as a coach, I'm sure. When you're evaluating a new player, though, let's say it's someone that comes out to, to train with you and it's a, it's a trial, he's, he's joined the team. Yep. How much are you looking at those numbers to evaluate the player beyond what you've seen in that, in that session? Like if the no. numbers that you saw are off the charts, would you look
5: at them first? No. Would you want to see them first? No, if we if I bring a, a player in on trial, I'm watching him. Mm-hmm. I'm watching every movement that he's doing, off the ball, on the ball. Where is he? Is he his head moving? Can he read the game? Mm-hmm. The ball's on one side. Where is he? How's his positional sense? The analytics don't tell you that. You know, mm-hmm. I'll t- I'll tell you a story too. Right, I was I was playing at Norwich one time, and I was playing left left midfield. We had I think it was Damian Francis and uh, Yusuf Safri were in the middle of the park. Damian Francis was a left sided player, right. So the, the game was the prior game. Right? The ball was coming out to my side a lot because the central midfielder were playing a team that, that pressed us an awful lot. So every time he was getting pressed, he goes on to his comfort foot, left foot, out to me, we were gone. Okay. Then following game, I think it was Phil Ryan and, and Yusuf Safri, the two center midfielders, who were both right-footed. And every time they were under pressure, it was more comfortable for them to turn to the right and go at the other side. Well, after the match, I have this analytics guy coming. oh, your numbers aren't good. You, you weren't involved in the game much. And then the manager just looked at it and he had to go at me. So he pulled me in the office, and then I went in and sat down with him and said, well, let's, let's have a chat here. We went through the game clip, and he went, Jesus Christ. He goes, you're right. You're right. He goes, they have the tendency to go out the right side all the time. And he goes, the prior game, he goes, I had the left, left-footed central midfielder, and mm-hmm. his tendency come out the left side, which links up my left back and my left winger more. So what I'm saying is the, the stats that you get, it's always a why. Okay, why is this happening? And that was the reason. Yeah, but he, he give me give me a bullockin right after the game.
3: Mm-hmm. But the stats can cloud things. So good point. Sure, okay, yeah. so we, we were talking about a a player who didn't have a tape. Let's say the player had um one of these printouts, right? One of his catapults from a, a game. Yeah. Um, and then you were gonna see him later. Would you want to look at that sheet before at all to have any type of you know idea of the player, or would you rather just see him, wait and see him, and then the, the numbers matter less?
5: I, I prefer to see him. So, like, do you mean, like, if he's playing in another league and he comes to me on trial and I've got his past data? Yeah,
3: if, if you had the opportunity not to yeah. see him, but to see his numbers, to see, to see a, a printer, to see just how this guy is involved in a game, but without having seen him, would you want to know that first or not? Know?
5: No, no, no. You you want to know where he's played, how many games he's played, you know, if he's a striker, how many no, games No, those played. are details. But right. I mean, specifically. But, that's the, but that's, the, that's the details that you you look for. His numbers, I couldn't give a shit, uh, you know, on the pitch how many times he's touched the ball because every league is different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's completely different. So his numbers got to. It's what he does with the ball. So when you see him in training, Mm -hmm. you'll you'll get a very good understanding of how he plays and how he links up and what his game is all about. And then obviously as the season goes on, yeah, you start looking at the stats and saying, okay, you know, who's done what and how far did you run this game and why did you run that far and and then but those but the distances is always to – To monitor the players as well right Mm -hmm. you know if a guy's numbers are through the roof it's holy shit like we got to take care of this guy because he's going to die the next game we got too many games that are back to back so now we got to take him off and rest him because and we have prime example we had a young guy max ferrari when i was Mm -hmm. at york the the kid just ran like a deer and we actually had to pull him off a few times and just say that's enough man Your your numbers are off the chart really yeah, wow. it's a hell of a well, run. I know
2: there's a column I saw about Liverpool this weekend. The, the lab they use to track their players' numbers and how they are getting very good at predicting injuries. Yeah, and when mm-hmm. players are on that line, they've run this hard for this long over either ninety minutes or over the course of the season, and they've got now data to back it up. No, you have to take some games off now. It's load management, essentially, is what it is, right? Well, that's no that's
5: important. Load management. Absolutely, I agree with all that. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's important. I would have hated to have a catapult on me, because I, I used to like to, to hide in
2: games. You know, keep that ball away from me as long as possible, right? So <laughs> oh, There's no hiding times. now. No, I know. there is no hiding now, right? You see, no. some stats we've seen over the years, we've seen strikers, certain strikers running less than their goalkeeper. I've seen that a few times in games. It's hilarious. We yeah. should find out who they were, because there's some pretty funny ones there. Um, guys, up. we should get to... Um, this final weekend of the season, it's going to be a great one. You know, there's still lots to fight for. Everton's safe. We, we know that. Relegation, though, between Leeds, Burnley, Spurs, and Arsenal for top four. And, of course, the first overall. Um, What is each of you? Pick one storyline that you're most interested in entering this season. Craig, let's start with you. This season or this weekend? This weekend, yeah.
6: Sorry. This, this weekend. weekend? Well, I'm always a uh, a big fan of the relegation system. So it's uh, just as exciting or more exciting for me at the bottom of the table and who survives, who stays up. And we got two left. You got Burnley and Leeds and who's going down. Goal differential is separating them at this present moment. Um, Leeds go to Brentford. And uh, we we'll us see uh, the other game. Burnley are at home to Newcastle.
2: Yeah. So... Leeds out against nothing. And obviously, you hope at this point in the year, the opponents have the integrity, right, to put in a good performance too. I know that's what uh, Lampard said that, actually, um, because they're playing Arsenal. And he goes, we've got one game left. I want to go there and enjoy it at the same time, you know, realize how important it is for both Spurs and Arsenal and put in a good performance. Mm -hmm. Um, But you understand why Brentford, for example, who finished way higher than anyone would have given them credit, might take the, the final game off. Yeah, you could.
6: You you, you could see that potentially happening, but I've watched Brentford over the last few weeks and I keep thinking they're going to take the foot off the pedal and they have not. They've really, really put in a shift every time they've uh, gone on the pitch. So I don't think that's going to be any different this weekend. That's why it's a a really difficult one to pick. Uh, Desperation doesn't always make it better and, and give you an advantage as we've seen before.
5: Yeah, and you know it's like two sacks with, with the managers. Your last game of the season, it's so always finish, finish off on a high. Put a good re- Get a good result. Three points. Off off you go into the sunset for the summer. But, you know, right, let me I, ask this I Jimmy. I that, that last off.
2: game, Jimmy, that last game, they say, you know, end the season on a high so you can enter the summer with a smile on your face. Does yeah. it really make a difference to you, whether you win
5: 3-0 or lose 3-0? Well, it does. Yeah, you, you want to win. You want to win the last game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Of course you do. It's always always important, and I can't see any of the teams lying over. There's no way, unless they make, unless Brentford decides to make crazy changes and get some young guys in and give them give them a few minutes. But yeah,
6: and yeah, they're at home good. too. You're in front of your own supporters. You never yeah, want to, you
2: yeah. never want to lose. Yeah. Does Does Jesse Moss survive if uh, Leeds go down? Do you think? Or? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah. It's a tricky one. It's hard to say, right? Because I think they've backed him because they see someone that has a philosophy and a way of thinking that, you know, is different than what they've been used to. And we also see that Leeds is a club that really values that, right? So I think they back him, to be honest. I mm-hmm. think he's impressed enough there. And I, I, f- I feel like the performances and, the, you know, a bit of the the bump that they had, like he's he's deserving to be, you know, in the top flight or certainly in the second division.
5: I fancy them to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think it's going to be a. I think it'll be a great match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Leeds concerned. Leeds will be going down there with a lot of fans too. That place will be rocking. Yeah, we'll they have got good we'll fans. Make.
2: All right, B. What's your uh, one storyline from this weekend you're most looking forward to?
3: I want to see Steven Gerrard win the Premier League title because if you look <laughs> at if you look at the lineup that he fielded for Aston Villa against Burnley um, on Thursday, um, he's absolutely looking to be the, the 12th man to help <laughs> Liverpool win the, uh, win the Premier League by taking care of City at the weekend. And I honestly think that Villa is going to give them hell. That is, that is going to be Villa's final. I think that he's drilled that into them. And I think that there's a lot of players also looking to um, s- solidify their place and to still kind of prove themselves. This is going to be a huge, huge summer for Aston Villa. We talk about Newcastle and all the money they're going to spend, and Newcastle will spend more money. But there's going to be a huge overhaul this first season at Aston Villa. I think everyone in that room has a reason to play. And I think he's galvanized all of them to burn City in this final match and have an impact on the title. 3 0 City.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, understand, I understand. I understand. He'd never say it, but you know, obviously, Stevie G would love to, you know, had a gift to, to Liverpool. But I don't see his players using that as motivation, do you? They're using, they want to impress their gaffer, obviously. I just compounded. Saying, oh, well, our gaffer happen. used to play for Liverpool, so we better play really hard.
3: But I just, I just explained that. They all have their own individual things, and he's found this one thing to unite them. And yeah, they can impress him if it matters as much, if they're truly going to play for the guy. And I think they have. I think he's going to be incredibly likable.
2: Outweigh talent in this one. Just wanting to I, win for your gaffer is more important than Man City, maybe the greatest team we've ever seen.
3: There's there's been quite there's been quite a few matches where Aston Villa's effort has been questioned. This will not be won. Whether they lose three nil or not, this will not be won. And for me, just just seeing that t- the team sheet, his starting eleven, the changes that he made against Burnley, he's looking ahead to Sunday because Sunday is his final and the, Villa's final.
2: As as you continue this way of thinking, I'm thinking that could be five nil City. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see <laughs> Tell that it three 0 no, no, five six.
3: <laughs> can I can I just say this one more Aston Villa thing? So I went to uh, the pub to join the Tor- Toronto Aston Villa Supporters Club, the Toronto Lions. Uh, it's the first time I've been since the pandemic, and they're a great group. I've been uh, for years before, and they do this meetup every year. One of the host supporters clubs hosts uh, all the other North American supporters clubs. So there was about a hundred people at the Wee Chief uh, on Thursday to watch Burnley from Memphis, uh, from New York, from San Francisco, from Milwaukee, from. Colorado, it was incredible. Columbus, it was, it was really incredible and special to see that, you know, it's been a, it's been a horrible couple of years for, for a lot of people. Uh, football really has brought so many people together, and I know how much it was uh, meant for the Toronto Lions to, to put this on because they were supposed to do it in 2020. Uh, so it's really special. They got a whole weekend. They're going to take over the Jays game tonight. They've got uh, 90 people in, uh, in one of section in the outfield. Now they've, they've got 90 people going to the Jays game. You know, so it'll be a Claret and Blue Jays night. Uh, that is cool. The do you think they'll be
2: chanting Villa. That would be amazing.
3: The Americans are going in uh, in full kit. They're, they uh, they they're trying to rope me in to join them. Full kit wanker.
2: Um, that is I, cool. Actually, that's nice. Cool. I love hearing yeah. that kind of thing. Actually, you know, within North America, these these supporters of certain clubs getting together, it's great. Imagine though, if Columbus is hosting it, like ah, shit,
5: gotta to go to Columbus now. <laughs> At least Toronto's got something to it, right? Did you miss any cities there, Dunlop?
3: Uh, I missed a bunch of cities. Yeah. Because so, after,
5: after 25, I was starting to drift off there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Actually, you know what? I think they said there's 25 states represented and, yeah. uh, and six provinces. And then there was a couple, couple um, overseas clubs. Kidderminster was there. Um, had a couple people come out. So that no, was really cool. Jimmy, he's just about to name them all. Yeah,
0: had, had a few more to go there. 25 oh, I got a, I got a couple out of them. Uh, none of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got Missouri. We yeah. got Hawaii came in.
5: <laughs> yeah. All right, oh, there was a group from Tegucigalpa.
0: Apart from what Washing
2: Villa beat City oh. this weekend, what, what are you thinking? About? Okay.
5: Here's, here's where I am. I mean, obviously, we, we talked about the Prem, the big games, but I think Serie needs to be mentioned here with AC Milan and yeah. Inter. That's going to be a wicked weekend. In- Inter's got Sampdoria, and Milan's got uh, Sassuolo. So that's, uh, that's going to be a very good uh, Sunday in Italy to see who the, the champion of, of Saria is going to be and who's going to be the kings of Milan. And in the Maltese League. Yeah, we have uh, Bosch. Bosch is up there. They're going to be <laughs> going for it.
3: Big Bosch, eh? A big Bosch guy. <laughs> uh, but on this point, uh, Jimmy
5: Brennan, you're wearing a Pescara shirt. Yes, I am. What's the reason for this today? Well, this was, uh, you know, not, not many people know this, but when I was younger, uh, I came close to signing with uh, Pescara. Really? Wow. Yeah, before, before I went to England.
3: Please tell this story.
5: Uh, I was over there playing with, uh, with Woodbridge. We went over for a tournament, and uh, they liked what they saw. Of course they did. And, uh, you know, there was talks, would I be interested in coming back and training? But I was already going to England. And then I was going to the uh, under 17 World Cup as well. So I left and I never think, actually went back.
2: Do you think had you joined Pescara,
5: you would be sitting here right now where you are on this podcast in 2022? No, I would have long hair. I'd probably be on a beach somewhere <laughs> with a thong. <laughs> eating bowls of pasta. You'd be living in the like chi- eating, eating like a king. Yeah. It, it was amazing, though. Be- no, I loved it. I loved Italy's amazing. What a place. Oh, Beautiful I love it. People. Yeah, absolutely. Great country. Been- the football's great. Uh, and back well, then, the football was unbelievable as well in the 90s. Yeah. Been. It was unbelievable. Was now, top the then? Yeah, they were back then.
3: They were, Serie yeah. wow.
5: yeah. I know Deetsha uh, had some great stories
2: from his time at <laughs> uh, Samp. He wasn't there yeah, for Le- long, but some great stories, nonetheless. And Lecce. Yeah. well, Wonga, do you have anything you want to think about? You know, for this weekend,
0: anything? You know what? My, my big thing is. You want to follow? I do. It's the fourth, fifth place. Sixty-eight points, sixty-six points between Spurs and the Gunners. I have to say, man, this is the most exciting thing for me. I know, I know, Crystal Palace almost kicked Everton out. What do they have left? But I'm really interested to see, you know, Arsenal and Everton and then Spurs. I think they're playing Norwich. And it's like, God, this could, who's got the tiebreaker in that four, fourth place? Does anybody know? It's still one?
2: differential, right? A bit yeah.
0: No one knows. All right. Well, thank you for the no, no, expertise. No so, the computer, so. <laughs> North Star not bets. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm staying with Spurs. I think uh, this is not the story, obviously, but the golden boot race is really interesting. Entering the final weekend. Salah on 22. He's a goal up on, on Sonny. Uh, he's four up on CR7. And listen, all joking aside, it's just the kind of thing that CR7 would do. He would score five goals in the last game and then win the golden boot. But uh, you can get Sonny at, at plus 150 and he's one goal behind, he's on fire right now, and Harry Kane said they'll do whatever they possibly can to get him that that golden boot. So it's interesting, if nothing else. But obviously points are more important for, for Spurs this weekend, but uh, if you get a couple of early ones, why not? Does anyone like deserve it more than him?
3: No, honestly, I think he, he's just been exceptional. And we've talked all the time, It's it's uh, he flies under the radar, it seems. It seems he just he just doesn't get the you know, kind of mainstream attention um, that uh, a player of his ilk deserves. And uh, if he's a golden boot
5: winner, it'll be unavoidable now. Yeah, he's a legend. Do you know, my my local convenience store is a Korean guy that, that owns it. And he's the biggest Sun fan you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. He's got the jersey on all the time. Tottenham's always playing. Yeah. You know, you know there's a there's a joke was, I, there, I, right? I, I, no, I I I was in there the other day, I had to grab something. I, I ended up sitting there with him for about half an hour in his convenience shop <laughs> watching the Tottenham game. That's great, that's great.
2: All right, boys. Um let's bring in some footy picks, shall we? we we'll are rolling the music right now. It's footy picks. It's footy, footy
4: picks. It's footy, footy, picks.
0: footy picks.
4: On footy prime. On footy prime, usual. time.
2: Let's try something different this week, boys, rather than the usual just uh, who you got, who's going to win, right? I want to ask you all, uh, I-, I posed this to you yesterday. Pick a bet that you might find interesting whether you've done your homework, that remains to be seen. I'm sure Dunlop has, I'm sure Wonga has. The other two, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, I saw that coming videos. a mile
5: away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, B, what what, what bet is, is, is jumping out at you this weekend?
3: Okay, so uh, I think that there's some real value here. I'm gonna go, can I go off the board since you made us do this go differently? You want. I'm going you outside want. of England here, okay? All right, but all right, I thank you think. Jimmy. Yeah, outside of England, so Real Madrid obviously have nothing to play for. Uh, Real Batiste have been a very special team this year, and I think when they come up against the big teams, they always put on an effort. So even though this doesn't have the meaning that it's, uh, it it may have at another point in the season, I think plus three fifty is uh is an easy draw play.
0: Real Madrid, plus Real Betis, three
2: fifty, absolutely. Oh, that's absolutely.
0: not bad. That's not bad. All right, Wilma, what you got? Mine is going back to the Spurs. It's a three and a half. Over under, uh, they're playing Norwich. I think there's going to be, I think it's going to be like four two. It's going to be a wide open game. To your point, I think uh, Sun actually pots a few. And for three and a half, I know that that's usually it's a goal higher than normal. But against Norwich, I think they can really dominate.
2: They're going to oh. pitch in five mil pace plus two thousand. is oh. <laughs> oh. Norwich? Norwich, they're going to just, just roll over. That's the one thing they might roll over. Yeah. Right? They're done. They're all up, upheaval of that club. Yeah. Um, I'll stay with Spurs, too. Sonny, Son, two goals or more, plays plus 700. Hmm. Two goals or more against Norwich? That's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Nice. Right. All right. For, a 10,
5: for 10 bucks? For sure. Yeah. I wouldn't put 10 bucks on that, but... <laughs> 50 cents yeah, maybe two quarters please sir
2: <laughs> craig yeah, have you have you finished uh practically researching oh yeah i got it covered in bets ca and just uh what you got yeah
6: burnley newcastle is a game i like and i like the under on that it's uh two and a half It's the uh over under i think it's going to be a tight affair with very few huh. goals and yeah. uh, that's, it's hard to pick a prediction as who's going to win that game because of these situations in the relegation battle and teams that are safe. But
3: uh, I think it's pretty safe
6: to say it'll be under two and a half.
3: It's going to feel really like a good. final. That yeah. Can I add one thing that I forgot to mention about Real Batiste there and why that game stood out to me when you sent that text? is uh, they're, they're playing for fourth. It's, uh, they're three points back of Sevilla, so they need Sevilla to lose to Athletic Bilbao. But they're level on goal differential. So I think that Batiste is going to go for it, but I don't think they got enough to win it. So again, the draw. All right. Mm. And there Seattle, go, yeah. Jimmy, I forgot Seattle. The, the Villa Supporters Club of Seattle on full display.
5: Oh, <laughs> 29.
2: You, um, Jimmy, do you
5: have one? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I'm going with Leeds and Brentford. Is it two and a half for the over?
3: The total is two and a half, yeah.
5: And I think Leeds will win that match. And I think it'll be mm. a 2-1 or 3-1 to Leeds. That's like that. where my money's going to be going.
2: It's a good parlay.
5: but uh, Thank you.
2: Is that in Brentford or Leeds? I forget, sorry. It's at Brentford. Brentford. Is that Brentford, right? Okay. So there yeah. won't be a pitch invasion. In all no likelihood.
3: But <laughs> Although it is a... 2022, there might be a pitch invasion. Someone might glue
2: themselves to the post. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. All right, fellas. Well,
0: thank you very much for this. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we uh, say farewell? just like to thank Dante Anderson, VP Marketing at North Star Bets and North Star Bets in general, for sponsoring this podcast. Have have a safe holiday weekend,
2: you primers. But we don't take holidays. We're back this Sunday slash Monday, and we'll recap all that happens on Sunday. And I hope you enjoyed that. Please follow us. Please uh, like us. Tell your friends. Tell your family and keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening.
1: Market.